This is the podcast that will help you lead a better quality of life with your canine friend by reaching a higher level of understanding of the dog that you're living with. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are on the cusp of the cold months ahead of us. And if you're anything like me, I, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of the cold. So I'm bracing myself for about the three or four months that we have ahead until the first day of spring. And as of this, uh, as of this recording, I think we're about three and a half months away. But we're at the end of Thanksgiving. We're about to get into the other holidays, uh, Christmas, New Year's. And it's a busy time for a lot of us. Um, and, you know, I'm hoping that you are able to spend some time with your family, but also uh, don't let the dog fall to the side, as can often happen with a lot of family gatherings, although I do realize that I'm saying this during the pandemic, and I'm hoping that you are definitely taking that into consideration and not having these big gatherings. But nevertheless, you probably have a few members of the family or friends come in here and there. Be mindful of your dog. Be mindful of your dog's feelings and and. Yeah, the, the energy uh, or the, the, the anxiety level of anything is stress level that the dog may be uh, feeling during these times. Um, and I hope that you're able to spend time with them. Uh, you know, something that happens during the winter time to many, many people is that they, they kind of hibernate. And they not just hibernate themselves, but they hibernate their dogs. And these dogs who are accustomed to maybe, if they're lucky, getting a handful of walks during the week, now when it comes to the winter months, they, they don't walk much at all especially if it's a harsh winter. So my advice to you is don't do that. Don't do that. Just don't do that. You know, put, put, the, put a, some heavy, heavy layers on, whatever you got to do, but get your dog out. I, I've said it many times in the past, like you can have the biggest house, you can have the most beautiful house that there is. Uh, you can have a fantastic, big, expansive backyard. But if that's all that your dog sees on a day-to-day -day basis, the backyard, if you have a backyard, or the house, it becomes nothing more than a glorified crate for the dog. That's it. The dog's going to get cooped up. The dog's going to feel uh, restricted. Uh, and the dog's going to need to go out. So do yourself a favor. Get that dog outside. Let, let him sniff a few trees. Let him, let, him, let him pee on a few bushes here and there. Just, just get your dog outside. It's not much in the way of exercise, but the, the, the psychological impact of it, of just getting your dog outdoors can go a long way towards preventing your dog from just going stir crazy and driving you up the wall, right? So I want to talk about a topic here that has actually been uh, suggested to me, uh, requested actually through Instagram. And uh, on that note, look, I've said it many times. If you've got any suggestions, anything that you want me to talk about, uh, please do not hesitate. I do run out of ideas at times, or it isn't so much that I run out of ideas, but I've got so many things going on at one time, so many things on my plate that sometimes talking about, you know, letting things fall through the cracks, I let the podcast fall through the cracks. It's, that's no lie. Uh, so I've got too much going on, so I just don't give the thought to it that, I, that it deserves. And that means that I don't often think, uh, although I do have a list somewhere of some topics that I want to be able to talk about, I don't know where the list is. And uh, I, don't know, I don't frequently think of subjects that I'm going to talk about. And so it help, it's helpful if you do give me some suggestions in terms of what it is that you want to hear. Okay, so what uh, this, um, this person who has followed me on Instagram wants to talk about is how to introduce a dog to a baby in the house, right? 
Uh, and I'm going to go into the assumption because she didn't really elaborate, but it's just like the first few days and weeks of baby coming home and getting the dog acclimated and accustomed to acclimated to the new to the changes and accustomed to having this little human in the house. Right um, now, I've spoken about children and dogs in the past. I think I did an episode uh, some time ago um, about children and kids, uh, children and dogs, excuse me. And I don't think I went into this this one particular aspect of it. But let, let's talk about it. It doesn't need to be a long, drawn-out conversation. Um, I, like many other, you know, like many other topics on dog training, if you go ask another few dog trainers, you're going to get a variety of different answers. And in one end, in one extreme, you're going to have a group of trainers who tell you, when it comes to this subject, introducing a dog to baby uh, or getting a dog acclimated to baby, because it's not necessarily always about introducing, like physically engaging with the newborn. It's about just getting the dog acclimated to something, someone new in the house, right? Um, when it comes to this subject, some trainers are just going to say, just keep the dog away. Isolate the dog. Um, you know, secure the dog somewhere else. Uh, get yourself comfortable with the house and, uh, and, and dealing with the baby and all that stuff, right? Um, and that's one end of looking at it, and it's not the way that I look at it. So I, I go to the opposite extreme. Um, and I say that you don't want to isolate your dog. You actually want to make your dog as much uh, of a part of the process as possible. In fact, I'll take it up a few notches. When it comes to bringing a baby home, it's not uncommon to not only bring the baby home, but you, whole, you bring the whole freaking damn family into it as well. So everyone, aunts, uncles, cousins, uh, you know, nieces, nephews, uh, grandparents, obviously, everybody wants to come in and check out the baby, okay? And again, it's one of those situations, as I, I mentioned earlier, where the dog can easily fall through the cracks. You'll remember to feed the dog and let the dog out to pee after the dog's had an accident or two in the house. You remember to give them water, but you know, as far as attention to the dog, uh, that that usually takes uh, uh, they, it usually falls to the background. The dog, right? And it's not it's not a matter of you being a bad dog owner. Is that you've got a lot of things going on with a new baby? New baby ordinarily turns your world upside down, right? For better or for worse. So it's it's not uncommon that you've got so much going on that you're going to, in some sense, neglect the dog, right? Uh, again, not intentionally, not out of spite, uh, but it's just it just happens. It's a byproduct of all the things that you have going on in your life at that moment. But I'm going to tell you that in order to simplify it, you don't want to exclude the dog from the process, the pr different processes that you have going on, the different steps, uh, the different uh, events going on inside your house. You actually want to get your dog as accustomed and acclimate it to the new baby in the house as quickly as possible. In fact, long before the baby, the baby arrives, there is a good probability that you're setting up whatever. You're setting up all sorts of baby stuff. You are either setting up a baby room, you are building the crate, you are building who knows how much other garbage that kid is going to need, like little swings, whatever. You are buying diapers, blankets, all that kind of stuff. Make the dog a part of that process. A dog gets a great deal of information, and I think you know this by now, through their sense of smell. 
So you can't verbally sit down with the dog and have a conversation. Hey, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be a change. Someone in, someone else is going to move into the house. Take the dog through the process of, of you know, ful- fulfilling and satisfying his or her curiosity. Because at the top of it is curiosity. The dog is curious about everything. What is that? What's in that box? What are you doing? What's in that room? What are you going in that room for? You know, there's a lot of curiosity. So let them follow you around. Don't, don't exclude them from the baby room. Make them, again, part of the process. You're going to put something in the baby room. You're going to open up a box of diapers. Obviously, the baby hasn't arrived yet. Get them into the baby room with you, okay? The other thing is that be aware that when your dog comes, uh, when your, excuse me, not when your dog, but when your child, when the baby comes to the house, this can be depending on your dog, depending on the kind of dog that you have, because not every dog responds the same to different stimuli or changes within their environment. So depending on your dog, the event, just the event of your baby coming home for that first day can be incredibly stressful to that dog. Okay, it, it, How stressful? Life-altering stressful. So that can be a very stressful thing to the dog. It might not be. But it very well could. And you're going to need to know who your dog is. And you're going to really want to benefit from knowing how to read your dog. Because your dog will give you cues in one sense or another as to their, their, their psychological state at any given time. Whether they're feeling anxious or stressed or fearful. You're, you're going to be able to read all of that stuff. Okay, and, and I hope that by listening to this podcast and by continuing to research and, and, and educate yourself... Um, that your knowledge base in terms of knowing how to read your dog is increasing. But you're going to want to do that, right? So the event of your child coming into the house can be a very stressful one for the dog. Um, All the more reason why, again, you want to include the dog in everything. Now, you included your dog in everything going on before the baby arrived. You definitely don't want to exclude the dog now that the baby has arrived. And now is really when you want the dog to give in to his or her curiosity. So the baby makes all sorts of sounds, looks funny, and smells funny, right? Um, expose your, your dog to that. Uh, you're not doing yourself or your dog any favors by trying to keep your dog away. You may feel, I've got a dog who's a, you know, not very confident, a little fearful. I, I understand that, okay. But at some point, your dog needs to be exposed to these kinds of, of different uh, stimuli and behaviors from the child, from the baby. Let your dog hear your child cry. Um, when, you're, you know, when your child um, has an accident or rather does their business, we don't call it an accident, but they, have, they do their business in their diapers, let your dog smell that. Does it sound gross? Yeah. But you're missing the mark here. You're missing the point. This is how your dog gets information. This is how your dog makes sense of the life around him or her. This is how your dog satisfies their curiosity. Okay, um, This is how your dog can much, much faster begin to adapt to the change in the world that around him. Okay, So let him uh, and guide him through the process of, of making sense of what's going on. So, for example, you've got a whole house full of crazy relatives, okay? And they're all they're all there to just like whatever, look at check out the baby, of course. Um you don't want to leave your exclude your dog from that. So so let the dog linger around you when, while you're holding the baby. 
Um, you've got to take the, the baby into the bedroom because the baby did something in the diapers and you've got to change it. You may not want everybody to follow you in. You may want maybe your parents to follow you in. Don't let anyone talk you out of keeping the dog away. Let the dog come in. Let the dog see you change. Let, again, let the dog smell the scent in the air. Let the dog hear the baby. Let the dog see the movements. Let the dog see where you're placing the baby, whether it's a crib or a pen. Okay? So you certainly want to make your dog understand that there is a new person in the house, no matter if the dog can't make sense of this person. You want your dog to adapt and acclimate to the different sights, the sounds, the smells of this new person. Okay? But also, as part of letting, involving your dog in every process and every step that you take with the baby, you want your dog to adapt to this new routine because it is new, a new routine. You are, in, in a sense, when you turn, and I, I say this to people who bring in a new puppy as, as well. Sometimes people have this older dog who is very well uh, adjusted to their, to their world, to their routine, to their environment, and then suddenly what they do is they get a puppy without really fully understanding that that puppy can be highly disruptive to that older dog. They see it as a cute thing. Oh, my older dog wants a dog, wants a friend. Uh, that isn't necessarily so. In fact, in most cases, it isn't so at all. Uh, and it can be highly disruptive towards the dog. Those first few days, even if your dog eventually adapts and likes, takes a liking to your puppy, uh, those first few days can be incredibly, incredibly stressful. You are changing everything about about how the dog uh, has existed up to that point. And the dog can't make sense of it just immediately. Again, you can't have that verbal conversation with that dog. So take gradual steps. And that's exactly what you're doing with the baby. You're taking gradual steps. But in doing so, you need to start making the dog a part of the process and making them part of their routine and let them know this is the new routine now. This is when I get up now. And this is what I do with the baby when I get up. And this is what we do when we go to the room. And, and, you know, and this is when we're going to leave the baby alone and we're going to walk somewhere else. Like, you know, be mindful of that. Um, so routine, you know, getting them adapted is, is really important. Uh, the other thing is obviously you're going to want to manage your environment a little differently than you did before the baby came, came in. So while you're allowing the dog to go into certain spaces where you are with the baby, that doesn't necessarily mean that you want the dog going in and out when you're not there. So you're going to need to find ways to manage the dog's space. And, and that means, in essence, that you're going to need to, at times, if not permanently, restrict the dog from moving into certain areas where he may have been comfortable going into before. So in the past, before the baby arrived, maybe perhaps the dog was accustomed to just basically free roaming around the house, going up and down into any room and any space that he wanted to. Now, you, of course, are going to need to change that. Whether it's a permanent thing, whether it's temporary, whether it's, you know, sometimes here and there, it's random, that's going to be determined by you. But the point is that you are going to need to manage and control that dog's movements, and that's going to involve restriction. It may even involve isolation. And that means, by isolation, that means that that dog may need to be separated at times in a certain area. Um, 
when the dog is not accustomed to being separated. Now, this is more than likely to happen when the child is just slightly older. By older, I mean old enough to start crawling and trying to get up on its feet. Um, there may be times when you want the dog around. There may be times when you don't want the dog around. So you're going to need to start getting your dog acclimated to that. And, and, and one thing that I get with a lot of people is, uh, you know, when is the time to really start training my dog to do all this, to, to prepare for, for the new baby, to, to prepare to be separated and to be isolated, to get comfortable being separated and isolated in, a, in another room? Uh, and my answer is long before the baby got there. Um, as, as long before as you possibly can, you know? Uh, so if, if crating is one of your management tools, if placing a baby gate and having the dog on the opposite end of the baby gate is one of your, one of your management tools, what you don't want to do is do it abruptly. And by that, I mean like the baby comes in and now suddenly you're placing the dog in the crate. Suddenly you're separating them and putting them behind a baby gate. Suddenly you're placing them in a separate room. Um, along with all the other changes, that can be a major change for a dog. And you're just compounding the stress that the dog is going to feel. So the answer to when do you start preparing for this? Long before the, tr the dog gets there. Uh, not the dog. Long before the baby gets there. Long before the baby gets there, okay? And that may already be too late for some of you already listening to this, but that's really what you want to do. When you are changing a dog's routine, you want to give yourself as much headway as possible. So, so you, you want to really give yourself as much time as you possibly can give, your time, give yourself time to acclimate the dog and get the dog uh, just used to the, the changes, routine. Dogs are heavily reliant on routine. I've said this before many times. But that doesn't mean that that change in routine needs to be sudden. Uh, and if it is sudden, dependent on the dog, the dog can adapt very quickly. Some dogs do. Uh, other dogs will really freak out and stress out just over the slightest little thing, slightest little thing. Okay. Um, you're going to have to determine what kind of dog that is that you have. Now, having said all of that, especially the part about you making a dog a part of the process and part of your life when the, you've got the baby, right? And part of that, by the way, is, you know, getting the dog to smell the baby. Maybe you have them smell the baby's rear end. Maybe you have them smell the baby's hand. Maybe you have them smell their, their head, their hair, okay? Your dog will be curious. They'll put their nose up to it, their muzzle up. They may want to lick. Don't, I don't suggest and recommend that you allow your dog to lick the baby. Have you seen what dogs lick? You don't want to do that, okay? Um, not yet, anyway. Um, but that's part of the process. Now, there's a caveat to all of this. And that is that one, you've got to really understand your dog. Two, you've got to have a certain level of control and manageability of your dog. Okay. Three, your dog has to be absent of any kind of serious behavioral issue. Okay. Um, and you have to really understand what that behavioral issue is. So, you can have a very fearful, anxious dog. It may or may not be a behavioral issue. Your dog may, when he is triggered and feeling highly stressed and uncomfortable, react in, in a very uh, negative way, for lack of a better term. Okay, That's a behavioral issue. Or you may have a dog who's really friendly, very social, but also easily over, overexcited and overstimulated, incredibly hyper, okay? 
that is also not a kind of dog who you may want to introduce to your puppy just yet, okay? So you do need to have a dog, in order to follow this through, you do need to have a dog who you have some level of control over, who, who has some level of impulse control, okay? Uh, who is going to be responsive to you. Um, you don't, what you don't want is a dog who will immediately nuzzle punch the baby, uh, who will immediately start to lick, who will, uh, will, will uh, go a little too far, uh, you know, exceed certain limits uh, of your comfort level, and when you give them a no or you try to tell them to move away, they ignore you, they tune you out. You don't want to do that. You don't want a dog who gets really overexcited and tries to jump and, you know, on the counter or when you're changing the, the baby's diaper uh, or put their paws up when you're changing the baby's diaper or, you know, put their paws up over the, the, the crib um, or stick their head into a pen. Like, you, you don't want all of these things. So, again, you're kind of losing control if that's the case, Right. So in that case, you may want to do it a little more gradually. But it also goes back to your dog possibly needing training, more than likely needs some level of training. But you also don't have the control that you really need to properly introduce your dog and acclimate your dog to a new human. Okay, So you've got moments of, of, of I would say, I was going to say agitation, but it's not agitation. You've got moments of just high stress. A new person, new thing comes into the house. I mean, all these funny sights and sounds and, and smells and all that stuff. It's all confusing to the dog. Uh, can be, depending on the dog, highly stressful. Um, the dog can react, depending on the dog, with overexcitement, overstimulation, a lot of hyperness, or fear, uh, insecurity, show signs of uh, bad, you know, or low confidence. Um, you're you're going to have to deal with those um, and that is all, you know, that's very kind of a blanket statement that is all very vague. There's so many different behaviors that you can put just within those categories, but you're going to need to make an assessment. Is this a dog that I can control? Is this a dog who will listen to me when I tell him something firmly? Okay. Is this a dog that I can set limits on and he will follow through? Uh, or do I have to be mindful here because Fido, uh, I'm, I'm afraid he's going to come in too hard at the baby. Uh, he's going to ignore me. Uh, he's going to get too hyper uh, or he's going to get a little too scared and start growling. Okay, those are things that you want to be mindful of. Um, but that's it. Uh, we don't really need to go into this any further. I think that gives you a good sense of, of the direction that you need to go in if you've got a baby coming into the house and the things that you want to start being mentally aware of um, with your dog. Okay, so these are questions that you want to start asking yourself to, to help you um, make an informed decision in terms of like, how do I do this? How do I proceed with this dog? Okay. What kind of dog do I have with me? And that's going to be your starting point. All right. Good luck to you. If you, this is you and you're in this situation, you got a baby coming in, you're going to introduce him to the pup. Good. I hope it goes well. Most times it does. Even with some dogs who I know to have some kind of behavioral issues, most times it does. Uh, and this is the easy part. And I say this is the easy part because your, your, your child, your baby, your infant is not moving anywhere. They're crying, they're screaming, they're crapping, you know, they're peeing. Uh, that's it. The funny sounds out of them, funny smells, that's it. The issues can start to come to the surface with a dog who has some kind of issues, even with dogs that don't have issues. Um, let me take that back. Even dogs that don't have issues, the issues with you and the child and the baby and the dog can start coming to the surface when that child starts to get on his or her feet. That's a whole different level of relationship. 
now, okay? And that's a whole different way of interacting and engaging with the dog. And that's a whole different way of, of your dog perceiving that child, right? So you want to be mindful of that. But that's, again, a whole other conversation for another time. And I think I, I mentioned some of this stuff in a prior episode. All right, all the best to you. Uh, do leave, leave me a review. And again, if you've got any questions or you have any other topics, subjects that you feel you want me to talk about, uh, drop me a line on Instagram. It's uh, my name. It's Armando Morales. And uh, that's Armando with two A's, A-R-M-A-N-D-O, uh, Armando Morales 77. And find me there. Tell me that you're listening to the podcast. It's I always appreciate it. And I will send you a message and say thank you very much. I appreciate your support. And um, give me any feedback, all right? And leave a review. All right, all the best to you. I'll be back in a week. Take care.